pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States, States of America and to, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, my fellow Americans. I hope your new year is starting out well. We're about to kick off the second episode of 2024. And we'd like to hear your opinions and thoughts on this new direction we've taken in our conversations. Just drop us an email at podteam at theconstitutioncommandos.org. And don't forget to sign up for weekly emails and never miss a new episode. My name is Chris Williams. I'm the host. My brother Patrick Williams is co-host. And together, we are the Constitution Commandos. There's a, when, before both of us went in the military, you had told me you were doing something just to get ready. And just so everybody knows, we were not spring chickens when we went into service, but there was something you were doing that I started doing. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, because, you know, we don't really know what to expect going into boot camp. Yeah, we've been told the stories. We kind of have an idea, but we don't really know. But remember, you told me that every time you cross the threshold of a door, you would drop and do 10 push-ups or 15 push-ups. Absolutely. 20 push-ups. Now, here's the thing. That's a cool thing to do just to get in shape. But while you're down there doing those push-ups, be looking around the floor and see what may be in the way, see what might be useful. You know what I mean? Use that 10 push-up time to to discover things. Look around. I mean, and, and – if you, I mean, in a dwelling, if you have a place to live right now, that is your most important place. You need to know it above all else. And I'm not talking about within the four walls or the confines of your dwelling. You need to know the boundaries, that, you know, the external parts as well. So when you cross a threshold, do your 10 push-ups and see if you can find your fire extinguisher or, you know, your screwdriver. I mean, whatever. You can multitask. Well, look at things like your carpet corner is lifting a little bit. That's a trip hazard. You know, find right. little things like that. I mean, you, you just want to make sure that you have awareness. I mean, from the ceiling to the floor, every piece of furniture, all of your emergency supplies, you need to have situational awareness. That's right. And if you think any of this sounds crazy, just wait till the lights go out and you can't turn them back on and you trip over that corner of the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> look back on it and say, man, I should have paid attention to that. Well, I mean, and once again, that's where the beauty of this is. Mm-hmm. Right now, you don't have to do this, or you're not in a situation where it's mandatory yeah. to accomplish this. So get ready now, and occasionally, and when it's dark outside, you have no sun coming in. Right. Tell yourself, oh, I'm going to go find my first aid kit. Well, go with no lights on and get your first aid kit. And look- then... I, you know, like I said, I can't emphasize this enough. Start training, period, in the dark. If the sun's out, blindfold yourself. Practice. Believe me, it will be important. Absolutely. I would say another thing that goes along with sight defense, or when I say sight defense, I'm saying everything I say when I say sight defense is basically preservation of life because you have to be smart and you have to understand there are times where you will not be able or it would not be smart to maintain your location and you will have to leave your location. Chris, are you still there? Yeah, I am. Sorry. I was blocking out background. Okay, but when we're talking about 
sight defense, it's important to get to know and do it now. You don't have to bring politics into the picture. You don't have to go out and just openly express ideologies, but meet your neighbors. Oh, Please yes. meet your neighbors. That right there will be one of the things that will enable you to stay at your place longer. Mm -hmm. If you meet your neighbors, you find out, like I said, don't bring up politics. That's nothing but a divider nowadays. People are on such opposite ends of the spectrum and some people get so hostile. Don't create a problem. Yep. Just talk to people, ask kind of vague questions, get to know your neighbor and get to know how they feel about certain situations. And if those things arise, you know, these, whether it be a hurricane or tornado or societal breakdown, mm -hmm. are they willing to be a community for the good and not to be a disruptor? And and look, Once before you, you even engage in those conversations, and, and Patrick, I'm saying this with you here, it, before you even get engaged in those conversations, just be a neighbor. You know, if you see your neighbor's grass is getting tall, just help them out and build relationships. Because if you don't have the relationships, I promise you, it's yep. only, only going to be worse than you can imagine. Absolutely. And once you develop your your relationships in your immune, immune, uh, immediate community, community yeah. <laughs> I'm going to continually utilize myself as examples. And when I say know your neighbors and develop the community, I'm not talking about the municipality that you live in. I'm talking about the people that live on your street, live right. on your block live in your neighborhood this is why i say in your neighborhood my home if i had to stand alone you'd be screwed is completely indefensible yep i have too many avenues of And I don't just stop with my neighbor to the left and to the right or across the road. I go over time and I meet the neighbors that live down the road and around the corner, or I meet the neighbors that live behind me. Mm -hmm. If I do that, then, and I'm not saying, look, in a bad situation, everybody has a use. So when I say this, I don't mean it like use your neighbor. That's not what I'm talking about, but that is a resource. Mm -hmm. Your neighbors will look out for you. You will look out for them. And if all possible, only willing participants, I mean, don't just go around and start asking people, hey, well, can <laughs> I get your phone number and all this, that, and the other? I want to start what we called an alpha roster or mm -hmm. an alert roster in the military. It's kind of like a pyramid. It's knowing we who's have on a, deck, who can do what, where they can be best suited. Yep. Yeah, but you'll have a commander at the top of the pyramid, and then he's going to have a sergeant that he calls 
the first sergeant is going to call his platoon sergeants, and the platoon sergeants call people in their their section sergeants. Then the section sergeants call the people in their section, and eventually everybody on that list has knowledge of what's going on at that moment. So right. developing, you know, if you have a babysitter, you'll have the, your your pediatrician's number listed. You'll put your number on there. You'll put the location's phone number of where you're going to eat or, you know, you will put a list of numbers for emergency contacts. Right. That is basically what an alpha roster is. So if you get to know your neighbors, me, I have a retired Marine across the road. I have a retired Colonel living right next door to me. I used to have a deputy sheriff on the other side. I've got my son-in-law lives down the road, four houses. I've, I have a pretty decent knowledge of people on my road. Mm -hmm. But I have to go further and meet people around the corner on the road behind me and things like that. And after you develop these relationships or while you're developing them, talk to your neighbors. They might have a specific skill that you don't have. So if it comes to a point of a societal breakdown or a long period of time with no power or water, they might be able to do something to benefit you and some other people in the neighborhood. But at the same time, you yourself will probably have a skill that will be needed by somebody else in your community and you have to be able to help them out. So the ultimate goal is to have all the eyes in the community for the rest of the eyes in the community. And that will enable you to stay in your home much longer. You know, you bring that all that, all that right there. And I didn't even think about it until you just now said something. But I know like when we were kids growing up where we grew up, which we were actually pretty lucky growing up where we grew up. But um, if ever we went, let's say we went to Atlanta or we went to, let's say we went to Talladega, we were usually gone for a week, right? Yeah. Because we'd go for... We'd go for the races leading up to town. Well, four or five for days. Yeah, well, we were there for qualifying. We were there for the dirt races. I mean, it's, it was basically our vacation, but the bottom line was gone for at least a week. <laughs> but when we left back then, you know, there were neighbors that knew we were leaving a couple of weeks in advance, keep an eye on our house type of thing, right? Collect our mail. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a time since we left there that that's happened i didn't think about it until you started talking about that but yeah who watches after each other anymore i mean if you don't have those relationships you don't have people watching after you probably watch it for you to leave but that's about it but anyway i just yeah, i just and, thought about that when you said this so go ahead and this is site security Hold on, you're breaking up. Hold on, Pat. 
Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think it's back. coming back. Yeah, there you are. Okay. Go ahead. All right. All right. So if you have a neighbor and you know they're going to go out of town for a week or two, then if they get the newspaper, well, it, their house becomes an obvious target if they've got a week's worth of newspapers sitting on the driveway or on the front doorstep. Okay. Collect their newspapers for them. If somebody wants to come by, a lot of mailboxes are on the curb now. If somebody drives by and looks in a mailbox and the mailbox is slap full, they somebody know that somebody, <laughs> that's right. So their home has just been marked as a target, right? an easy target. So if you get to know your neighbors, that is called site security. And if you also get to know your neighbors and you go out of town, ask those, those people to do those little things for you. And is it going to prevent a break-in? No. No, because a determined criminal is going to do something anyway. But well, it two. will mean, a, deter a break-in. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I know there's somebody, there's a lot of people I know that will, you know, there's a lot of people that will say something stupid like, I don't care about my neighbors, blah, 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 blah. That's their business, not mine. But here's the thing. When you leave your house for a week, and people start noticing the newspaper piled up or the mailbox is overflowing, that means your neighbors aren't watching you. It's not just that you're an easy target because you're not there. Your neighbors ain't watching after you. So it's basically hand you over to the wolves. I mean, you know what I mean? Your neighbors yep. aren't watching either, so it makes it an easy target. I mean, why not? They move, put a moving truck up there in the driveway, kick the door in, move everything out. And who, yeah, for all your neighbor knows, is, oh, they're just moving. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. Hey, if you like this episode, register for the Constitution Commando's basic membership for $10 a month, or you can leave us a tip at constitutioncommandos.org forward slash support. Hey, don't forget to rate us on thepodchaser.com and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Until next time, and on behalf of my brother and myself, we're the Constitution Commandos, and we're signing off. <laughs>